You're listening to The Itch, Rock Matters. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And it's finally here. 38 episodes, and I'm pretty sure we've probably talked about this episode probably about 30 of them, at least. Maybe not, 30, right. maybe not all 38, who knows? I think it might have even made it into the clip episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we even have outtakes about it. So today we're going to start the countdown of the Itch's top 20 albums of 2020. On this particular episode, we're going to cover the albums number 20 from number 11. And we're also going to include some honorable mentions that we thought were great albums, but just didn't make the list. They didn't have what it takes to squeeze it in there. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're bad albums. By no means. Well, and the, you know, the way that I always meant like kind of thought of honorable mentions, especially when we were doing our radio show was, you know, if we still played like three or four, five tracks off the album, that's definitely an honorable mention. It's got some great tracks. It's, it's obviously worth listening to uh, most albums. It's almost half an album nowadays, right? (laughs) It's an EP in and of itself. Yeah. And I think that was the case for most of our honorable mentions. That's fair. Yeah. It's an interesting metric to measure by the radio playability of an album, I guess. Well, considering we did the show for 16 years and probably did this top 20. Well, it was started out as a top 10 countdown and then it moved on to a top 20 countdown as we became, uh, it basically gained access to more music. Right. Yeah. And we, we expanded our horizons a little bit more as well. That's true. That is very true. You know, it's funny though. (laughs) When we first started off the show, when there was five of us on the show, we actually, I, I really considered that we had very, very, very broad horizons because everybody brought something different. Like every one of us had different likes of yeah. the rock genre. And then like, you know, the two people kind of left school and, and it narrowed down to three. And then we kind of gained Ronnie and, and some other members and it's kind of been all over the place. But then I think you're right. Like once it kind of narrowed down to me and you, Casey, it really, we kind of did narrow it down a little bit and then we you know i guess we grew as as uh listeners i guess you know i don't know (laughs) yeah well and just a lot of rock music has been released over the last 10 10 years or so so it's a lot of stuff because at least at least 35 options for the last i don't know four (laughs) or five four or five years and we're really only touching, scratching the surface. I've been listening to a number of other rock-related shows and reading their top 20 lists. And by and large, they cover entirely different ground than even what we do when it's still within the same general realm, which is pretty mm-hmm. great. So it's just the, the, the opportunities are endless. So we hope to provide a few more opportunities that you may or may not, as a listener, have uh, heard of to this point. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that on our list this year, probably more so than ever. Um, you know, Aaron, you brought a lot to the, the the musical table of the itch this year. I threw off the Emperor's Groove a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not just that. I think it's just that you know, like like you said, that we just have access to a lot more music nowadays with all the different music apps and uh, music videos and just the accessibility of everything. It's true. A quick shout out before we get going here to the hook podcast the hook rocks is their twitter handle who uh is another quality show that's related to rock music that as i was just they're one of the top 20s i was just listening at and uh they gave us a shout out on a recent episode of their top 20 and so i wanted to return that favor so you know if you listen to ours and you still need more you just can't fill that craving you can't actually scratch the itch you can try them out (laughs) and find a few more albums and uh maybe that'll satisfy so thanks to them already they sound like some smart guys with the the tagline the hook rocks the hook rocks and the itch rocks i feel like we're sort of a kindred spirit kind of thing in a sense that's right it's one of those deals it's a good tagline yeah (laughs) also i should issue a disclaimer before we get going here that um dan is currently watching the blues game as we record and so i'm trying to keep focus but (laughs) it's hockey (laughs) 
it's true. It's a true. It's a trigger warning if you if you're sensitive to loud bursts of joy and excitement or profanities, because he may <laughs> at any given point utter either one of those, and we don't know when that's coming. This is so, very true. This is, and this is how it is just being around a hockey fan in general. To be honest, it's not just uh, I mean, unless you're watching the game, then you kind of know what they're going to do. But like my wife will sit down there and while I'm watching <laughs> hockey. And she won't pay attention to the game. And my, my, my boys too, like, and uh, you know, somebody will score. I scream. Yeah. And they all get scared. Like, daddy, you scared me. I'm like, well, pay attention to the game. You wouldn't be scared if you just paid attention to the damn game. <laughs> so you might hear a weird, you know, a weird cut here and there. And if you yeah. do, that's why. And if you don't hear a weird cut, that's me just means we just didn't feel like editing it. Yeah. I mean, he, if, if it sounds like he's super excited about an album, that's what we're going to play it off as. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He just loved that one. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just hear a lot of clapping in the background. (laughs) Round of applause. Like right now. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Round of applause for our honorable mention. Should we get, should we get going on those? What's that? We scored. Hey, we scored (laughs) two to one. That's a good way to get the ball rolling here. This whole episode feels like it's going to be a little bit looser than normal, but that's all right. I didn't scare anybody that time. See, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to because like my, my son is literally in the next room over from my quote podcast studio, a.k.a. <laughs> my closet. <laughs> Semi-professional. It's, it's super professional, man. <laughs> At least it's a big closet. I will say that. Yeah, we've got the space anyway. We're moving right into some honorable mentions, yeah? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Who right. wants to start with theirs? I'll do that first one. You, you, it's, you know, it's first on the list of honorable mentions, and you did mention that I brought something different to the table this year, and one of the things that I brought was an enjoyment of an album by a band called Higher Power, which I think I was the only one to, to really listen to and enjoy this year, which is totally fine. They're sort of... Uh, band that leans more into the hardcore side of things than we usually go with. Um, it's very energetic and there's a lot of that kind of Yelp screaming in their style, but they also move in and out of a lot of really cool, like alt rock riffs and styles. They're, they're kind of a genre bending group. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, as I get older, I get more drawn to some of this, like more punk rock kind of attitude and style of music. So Higher Power's album 27 Miles Underwater is an honorable mention that uh, that I had on on my personal list, but that did not quite make our collective calculated list. Yeah, they're kind of that punky, grungy style almost. So yeah. I would love to see them live whenever that's another a thing. So. Yeah. I listened to it. It was good, but it didn't it didn't crack my my top 20 list. Fair enough. Did you have a <laughs> An honorable mention of your own, Casey? I really enjoyed the Head P.E. album, Class of 2020, but I also kind of wanted, I, I was really hoping that it would crack the top 20. That way I could say this is Head P.E. Class of 2020 on the 2020 albums <laughs> of the year. Just say 2020 over and over and over and over. So we, <laughs> we just did 20 albums that turned 20 in 2020 a couple episodes ago, and that still wasn't enough for you. It was saying Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more about that head be album uh going for broke episode 18 was uh very much about that album class of 2020 it was a really good album i, I it really was, liked it was. that they kind of touched upon almost all their styles throughout their career uh all on one album yeah it was a, it was a good collection of uh of tracks there i thought yeah and what what might be a trend for me personally as i was re-listening to it the tracks that I enjoyed the most were probably the near the end, the last, I don't know, four or so of it, of the album. It seems like they leaned a little more into like the punk and maybe even like almost ska. Yep. Sound, which I yep. think worked better for Jared's voice. So I don't know personally, maybe that's just the direction I'm going with my music taste these days. Well, that's, that's the direction he's going with his music basically. Cause that's his style now. It yeah, and he kind of has to, like you said, he, he he's very limited with his voice nowadays. He's wrecked it with all the drinking, smoking, and screaming. Yep, they'll do it. That's why they didn't make the actual twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> I I really thought that this would make the list. I I was really surprised that you guys did not have the 
this uh, EP on your list, but I guess there was some confusion about whether or not an EP would be qualified enough to make the top 20, but I, I really had this uh, high on my list was Fever 333, Wrong Generation. I realize it's an EP, it's short, but uh, I think there's like nine tracks or eight tracks on it. I, I really liked it. Like Supremacy is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, and yeah. I think that out of all their albums, to be honest, like their first album is really good. Their first EP is really good. Their their first full length album is meh. And then this was probably their best album period, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Their first one's pretty, pretty good. They're both really close, but um I, I really really did like this one a lot i love the meaning behind a lot of the songs they there's a lot of uh you know kind of protest and um just kind of dealing with what it's like to be a black man in america and uh just putting a lot of emotion behind the the lyrics and and getting to kind of understand the feelings that they're dealing with if an ep were to make the top 20 list this would be the ep that would but uh, and we've had grandson EPs make the top twenty before, but it just as good as it was, it didn't grab me enough to to overtake the top twenty that I that I chose. That said, if you do want to give that album some love, the voting for the Itch Awards from last week's episode is still ongoing, and we're leaving that open for the time being. And um, Wrong Generation was nominated for EP of the Year. So you can find the link to that on our show notes or on social media. And uh, you can put in a vote for Fever if that's how you're feeling. One of our guest appearances from Ronnie uh, introduced us to the album Alestorm and Curse of the Cr- Crystal Coconut, which was a really great album. I was, I will admit, like it was a hell of a lot better than I expected it to be. That's it's, true. When somebody told me, hey, we're going to listen to some pirate metal, I'm like, seriously? I'm going to have to force my way through this, but no, actually it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it was, it was really good. Uh, I had a lot of fun listening to it. And uh, I mean, it just, it, it was good, but you know, like we're going to say this a lot, like just in comparison to everything around it, all the other stuff that was on the list, like it just wasn't good enough to make the top 20. I think it depends where your balance lies between like, I put a lot of weight this year in stuff that was more lighthearted. And so it got higher on my list than it did for you guys. But if you're if you're interested more in music that can be taken seriously, you're probably not going to rank them quite as highly. That's true. That said, they are also also up for an itch award in the music video of the year category. So uh, feel free to go give Ailstorm some love there as well. Yeah, should we should probably also mention that uh, you can go ahead and keep voting. And then yep, I did. <laughs> When uh, oh, I probably like listen to, to what you guys are talking about, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, keep voting because there's if, that going on, and if you, there's that going on. <laughs> so, if you want to check out the, their video, Shit Boat No Fans, you definitely should. Yes, <laughs> you definitely should. Honestly, a lot of their their videos were pretty fun, yeah. And fun is what we need right now. We're dealing with crazy times and crazy people. Sometimes you just got to kick back and enjoy some pirates. Another band that had a really uh, crazy music video that that was an honorable mention was Five Finger Death Punch. Um, They recorded the video in Las Vegas right when quarantine hit. And it is it is just creepy, honestly. Like it's it's you're just walking down the strip and there's nobody there. It's ghost town. I mean, it's it's one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen. Um, it's it's almost like Five Finger Death Punch, like paid to buy out the strip for that day, which they didn't, obviously. Uh, but and, and it's uh, the whole song is called A Little Bit Off, which just yeah. makes perfect sense. And so it was just kind of perfect for the, the song and, and just was uh, an incredible video and, and just just really eerie of how like just nobody was on there on the street yeah <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of crazy people one of uh five finger death punch's other album or sorry music videos was notable this year as for pretty much being like an anti-mask anthem the way that the video was recorded and uh, <laughs> that's just uh not 
something that I can get behind. So that's the main reason why they showed up nowhere on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I don't pay attention to too much social media. Um, so I, you, I was not aware of that, to be honest. You did a better job by not knowing that about them. They've kind of sucked this year as a <laughs> as people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. So, well, then F do, you to F8. No. <laughs> do better next time, Five Finger Death Punch. No more fate. Next album needs to be fine. Not <laughs> F9, even. I want to go all the way to fine, as in you've got yourselves fixed up. <laughs> there are other albums, other albums that were surprising this year. I'm not going to speak to this one, but I'll say it. it's the Blue October album this is what we live for that kind of took us off guard i know dan in particular was quite the fan of it It, yeah you know what's funny is like he always writes with a lot of emotion he's very good at writing emotion and i'll be quite honest i think that i do tend to like some of his darker songs better um just when he's like a little bit more angry like dirt Mm -hmm. you know i think it's dirt room uh yeah probably one of my favorites but i i I thoroughly enjoy him being happy like (laughs) i I, I, you know, like I like the darker songs. I think the darker songs are are better, but like all in all, their music is better when he's happy. Yeah. And he's been happy, I think, for three albums now, which is good. I'm glad for him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, this this album was just kind of a surprise. And I'll be honest, like when I was listening to my music uh, to try to determine what where I was going to place all my my albums for my list, this just kept coming up and just kept like more and more songs kept like getting on my list. And I was like, well, you know, I, maybe I should put this. And I think I actually had them all the way up at number 20 or possibly higher. I don't remember, but um, yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it, it just ended up being a lot better than I expected. Not to mention one of our biggest fans, Pat was also a huge fan of the album as well. So I think that he wanted to give it an honorable mention and just for him, lamb of God is an honorable mention. It's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> throwing that out there for him because i know i would catch shit if i didn't <laughs> oh boy okay, well if we're going that route then i got i gotta throw in that run the jewels rtj4 as an honorable mention that works because it's not a rock album at all but it brought zach out of, out of hiding and yeah every time that happens it makes me happy so we're just shout that one out too in a year that we needed zach the most he only showed up for one song and so to round out the honorable mentions, we'll go ahead and finish up with the biggest snub. And that would be Hollywood Undead with New Empire Volume 2. A snub. They <laughs> <laughs> called it a snub. That's, that's funny. It's not so much a snub because they released two albums this year and number one is on the list. But uh, because they Dropping had two spoilers. albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers that you'll discover 20 minutes from now (laughs) yeah because they had two albums and this one was kind of more on the hip-hop oriented side as much more as more of the rock oriented we decided to leave this one off the list well that yeah i agree with that and it was only like nine tracks one of them was the same track that they included from the first album right uh and yeah so i mean it, it was good don't get me wrong i really liked a lot of the songs that were on it but I just didn't feel it was strong as the first one. I felt the the first one was a lot rocky, like a lot more rock oriented. Um, and I personally like their hard rock heavy sound. Yeah. Now, had they combined both and just had new empire, no volumes, then it probably would have <laughs> been top five. Yeah. Make it like what? 15 tracks. They probably could have fit it all on one, but yeah, you know, then you can't say that you've got like what? Seven albums now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that rounds up the uh, honorable mentions. So Higher Power, 27 Miles Underwater, Hollywood Undead, New v- Empire Volume 2, Head PE Class of 2020, Fever 333, Wrong Generation, Aelstorm, Curse of the Crystal Coconut, Blue October, This Is What I Live For, and Five Finger Death Punch F8. Uh, no in particular order right there. Yeah. Not really. No. We didn't rank those. They're just, they're just listed. <laughs> we just wanted to mention them honorably. Uh, very honorably, sort of. Slight dishonor to Five Finger Death Punch. Um, <laughs> they get a dishonorable mention. Uh, <laughs> they get a scolding from the itch. 
All right, but we did rank 20 albums, and we've got 10 of them for you tonight. And if you haven't heard these, we're going to recommend them. We'll have a playlist in the show notes that even gives you a lead on where to start for each one. Up first, we have at number 20 in the top 20 of 2020. Sorry, I had to get that in there. We know. (laughs) Is Red and Declaration. This was a good album. I didn't like it as much as their previous album, uh, which I think is why it ended up so kind of high on the list. Like, I think, I don't know, if they kind of recreated the sound from the previous album, it would have been much higher, but it was still a really good album. And, you know, I was thinking, I think they have like a huge cult following that nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. What makes you say that? Well, for one, it's one of our most listened to episodes. It's true. That's true. My theory is this because that episode was called Declaration Against the Machine and people were thinking we were going to talk about Rage the whole time. Oh, <laughs> That's my theory. I could be wrong. Maybe it's Red Fans. My other thought know. is because I was in a grocery store one time and I passed this 60-year-old lady who was wearing a concert t-shirt for Red. And I was just thinking, like, Dude. there's no way that 60-year-old lady went to a Red concert. But uh, <laughs> she did. I asked her. She did. She was a huge fan of the Red. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just thinking like they just have this huge cult following that nobody knows about. It could be maybe they're all seniors. Who knows? But that, I'm just saying <laughs> that is the weirdest cult following. We're a modern rock. <laughs> we, we, like to, we like to go for that about to enter retirement demographic. <laughs> Singing about Social Security. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pull out your red card. That's right. <laughs> I didn't like that album as much as you guys did, but I did like that um, that episode. It was one of my early favorite episodes, episode six. And so that kind of <laughs> made up for it. <laughs> I was proud nice. of us at that, at the, on, that, on that one. I'm just saying. So you evening hate the episode? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't evening love it. That's why it's at 20 instead of higher. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there because normally uh, if we did the radio show, we would be talking about the uh, the album and then we would say, here's the evening hate and we'd play it. But instead, you if you want to do that, you have to do it on our Spotify playlist. Yep. Just click. That's right. Well, I'm just proud that Casey made a pun because we've had to, <laughs> we've had to really, Dan and I have really had to carry the weight this season. And, and uh, so it's good to see Casey back in the game. <laughs> He's starting to warm up with with a couple more at the end of the season here. I'm thinking that uh, season two is going to bring it. Yeah. That's right. Took took him about forty episodes to get to get comfortable yeah. with the puns again, and now he's <laughs> now he's ready to roll. <laughs> had to, you know with the the shitty year had to kind of warm up into it. Right. <laughs> he just got used to 2020. That's good because it's continuing. <laughs> so. <laughs> And so is this countdown. So for number 19. (laughs) That's right. Number 19, we had Ozzy Osbourne with Ordinary Man. This dude, he is like just an anomaly. Just he's just an anomaly. He's like the anomaly of all rock music. Like he just doesn't make sense. Kind of like Keith Richards. Like they. Yeah, I I don't understand. They're they're like I just how are they still alive? How is he still making music? How is this music still good? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how he ends up on the list is because those three questions right there. (laughs) Exactly. And and then like to top it off, he gets a Grammy for the first time his crew, which which for one kudos that he gets a Grammy. Okay. I'll give him that. But for the fact that it takes him this damn long, like, I don't know, 30 years in his career, like he's been a solo artist for 30 years. He's been in the rock industry for probably 50, if not longer. Yeah. And he doesn't he's never had a Grammy just goes to show you how shitty the Grammys are. Um, true. We've said it before. Yeah, that sucks about the Grammys. So, Can't get a solo induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's why we got to do these kind of little awards. So Ozzy yeah, can get the respect he deserves. <laughs> he's got to reach out to like the, the craziest to get to do the craziest duet ever to get a Grammy, which is with Elton John. He finally <laughs> Elton John's like, fine, I'll help you get a Grammy. I know how to do it. I know how to do it. Just, just <laughs> <come on. laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Just let me have on your song. I, I, I'll get you a Grammy. Don't worry. It's a circle of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 
I mean, he killed it. This album was great. He had some great guest appearances, um, some really kind of strange guest appearances that worked out really well uh, with Post Malone, Travis Scott. Uh, So, yeah, it was it was a surprisingly really, really good album. Yeah, that's right. And he he brought the signature Ozzy Osbourne sound, which, again, is impressive considering all the stuff he's been going through over the years. What's it's it's even more impressive when you hear him talk. How the fuck does he talk like that? And then you hear him sing, and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> he, like, he is his own auto tune. He might have a lot of help, like, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm guessing, but like, the, like on a show, like he's got 40 million shows on television. You hear him talk on television, you're just like, I, I can't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just. And you know, to top it off, then he just mumbles, and you're. That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. So yeah, but then he sings, and you're just like, wow, it's it's like, it's just amazing. It's 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 just incredible. He's definitely an enigma. Yeah, indeed. And the song we chose off the album to represent it was "Take What You Want" featuring Travis Scott. There it wasn't Post Malone on one of those too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. just just on our on our top twenty list, the so he was he was really hopping all over the place with the guest appearances in terms yep. of who showed up on that album. He covered a lot of ground, all over the place. Speaking of people who like collaborations and guest appearances, number eighteen, AWOL Nation, the project that's pretty much Aaron Bruno and the album Angel Miners and the Lightning Riders. Probably my favorite album name on this list. Just saying that. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's just fun. Like it's like a Volbeat album title. You're guaranteed to enjoy it. Oh, next year we should put that on the Itch Awards. Best album title, like just pure title. There you go. That's a great idea. I like that. I, I don't really think there was. Uh, well, I mean, I guess uh, the Green Day title title was a pretty good one. So, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. I don't really know of any other ones that were like clever or funny that's true i mean i guess the curse of the crystal coconut was kind of funny but we can we can do some looking into that later on but i don't want i don't want to get caught up i just thought that, that was a great observation right there yeah so what else do we like about this album besides <laughs> the title we had a whole episode dedicated to it so we obviously liked it a lot that's true go back and listen to that save us time episode four <laughs> it was the best after all it was the best the best (laughs) i don't know know about that about the 18th best apparently (laughs) yes hey but in the grand scheme of things about how much music was put out that's that's not too shabby quality album a little bit different style than most of what we go for but for some reason they've been one of those bands that kind of snuck into our rotation and stuck around so well, anytime you have a song called Mayday and then you have three exclamation points after it, it's good stuff. Yeah, you know they're serious. <laughs> That's true. It's, that was a genuine SOS call right there. <laughs> well, and, and you know, there were a lot of songs too. Like, it's just, I like Aaron Bruno and how, you know, he can have like the soft song, you can have the, the very high tempo song, uh, and it's all good. Like, it, it's just like, you know, like with California Halo Blue, they slowed it down. And yep. then like with radical, like it's, it's just, it's very kind of repetitive and, and upbeat. And you're just like, like, I don't know, wanting to jump and do stuff. <laughs> Both jump and do stuff. Yeah. That's all. Fair. That's all fair. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think the song that we chose for this album, if we were to be able to play a song on the radio right now, it'd be lightning writers, which is the title track or one of the title tracks. Um, and just a very, enjoyable song up next at number 17 is nothing but thieves and their album moral panic and if we were to play a song on the radio it would have been can you afford to be an individual and if i were to pick a song of the year that would be it for me because it was very clever as far as uh political nature of the song showed what the band can do kind of all at once in one song. You did pick it on last episode. I did. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, honestly, if it wasn't for me, this album would probably be a lot higher on this list, but I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have this album on my list. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> the more I like, it's not a bad album. Don't get me wrong. It, it, I would considering an honorable mention, but the more and more I listened to it, it just was too poppy for me. I just could not get into it. It was just, I don't know. It, I just felt like it was too poppy. I think in my um, like cramming over the past week or two of trying to listen again to as many of the albums that we had accumulated this year over and over, that was actually probably what made it end up on my list because I didn't expect it to originally. But I started listening to so many albums that started feeling so much the same to me that when I got to Nothing But Thieves, I was like, this is so refreshing. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think I think that it hopped on my list because it was different. Honestly, is probably what it was. Well, it does have at least four or five songs that we would be playing on the radio show. So, so this next band is a band that kind of the same thing. Two of us had them on our list, and one of us did not. Um, I had this. So the band is from Ashes to New. The album's Panic. I had this band right around the middle part of my list. I thought the album was really good, especially in comparison. I think to the other previous albums. I know that. Uh, one of the itch members did not like this album at all. <laughs> I didn't really care for it. Yeah. I, I, I've already heard hybrid theory and Meteora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking on you from ashes to new. You're not that bad. I'm just having fun. <laughs> I actually really liked this album. I thought there were several tracks that were really good radio singles. Um, and I, I can't wait to be able to play whenever we get back. And honestly, I think it was, some of the strongest strongest tracks that they've had of their musical career. I think they're just becoming better as a band and, and Danny case is kind of starting to fit in a little bit more um, and, and make, making his presence felt basically. They got that ginger power now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the secret. If you want to take your band to the next level, add a redhead. And what band has it worked for so far? I don't know. Probably just them. <laughs> <laughs> Although going back to that Eve six Twitter account, he he made a mysterious tweet that I still haven't entirely figured out, and he he said, uh, "Max Collins from Eve Six, another redhead, by the by, said there's only two good redheaded frontmen in rock music, and and he himself was not one of them." To which I don't know who he was referring to, aside from maybe Josh from Queens of the Stone Age. Timmy, I don't know. Hagar, I don't know. Yeah, he might not have been referring to anybody. It was a deliberately vague tweet. Maybe he was just trying to make people talk. But Sammy Hagar is known as the Red Rocker. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, that it kind of worked. It was controversial, but <laughs> Hagar. But uh, you know, Danny Case is working out for from Ashes to New. Then more power yeah. to him. Yeah, it's he's he's bringing the new. You know, I I just think that because you know you say that they sound like Linkin Park now, but I think with their first album with the with the original guy, I think he like intended to sound like Chester Bennington. I think Danny Case kind of has his own sound. Um, and I just think that he had a little bit more input on this album. That's why it, maybe it sounds like that. I don't know. But because it Matt, the rapper guy, he didn't really have as many verses in this in this album as is what he normally does. <laughs> I think it's very possible that by the next time they have an album out, it'll be higher up on our overall list. So we shall see. Yeah. Another band with a bright future. As far as I'm hoping. Uh, number 15 on our list, which kind of snuck in late in the game. And that's the Nova Twins with Who Are the Girls? And uh, that one was a lot of fun to me. It's it's a it's a kind of interesting sound. They're loud and rambunctious. It's just two women. And uh, I'm, we're a sucker for two man bands. This is the first time I've ever heard a two woman band. And uh, technically they were killing it. Two woman band. They have a drummer. Do they? They yeah. do. They do. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. And then they have a drummer. I mean, they have somebody playing drums, but it's it's the yeah. two of them that are. I mean, they're called twins, so there would be irony if they didn't have, you didn't have uh, just two people. But and they're not actually twins either. Well, no, that part, <laughs> I, that, that part I was willing to accept. <laughs> let you know. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> of of note, for for a little bit of street cred for this band. This is a band that uh, very early in their career, because they've only been around for a few years, supported Prophets of Rage. And Tom Morello called them the best band you've never heard of. And they later signed and released their this album on the 333 Records, 
which is the record label of Jason, the singer from Fever 333. Which is crazy that he's got his own record label. Yeah, well, it's just like a small label. There's like two or three artists on it or that that release stuff through it. But nonetheless, that's pretty good company to be in for. And this one also is getting um, contention for our debut album of the year on the Itch Awards, which, again, you can still vote for. Facing heavy competition from Grandson and Saul, who have more um, vocal fan bases, shall we say. Yeah. Solid album, a lot of fun. Another band I'm looking forward to hearing more from. Yeah, so I introduced them to my wife today, and uh, she liked them. They're definitely interesting. Uh, we, we ended up playing a couple of the music videos, like the the one Taxi, uh, which was very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> it's That's a good word. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, was, that would be the song that we'd be playing on the radio right now if this was our top 20 countdown on the radio. <laughs> that's right. I do miss the radio. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I can tell. I do too. <laughs> I, just, I just miss being able to play music. Like it's, it's great talking about music, but like just being able to like play it and be like, here, listen to this. And then, you know, I feel like I control your ears for like three hours. <laughs> right. And right. it's like, it's like, okay, we're talking this, this song up, this album up, and now we're going to prove it. Here's three or four minutes where you're going to find out how good it is. And then we'll come back and tell you about another song. Whereas now I'm going to sell you on that Spotify playlist, which is in our show notes, but you, uh, you got to listen to that after this. So <laughs> it's on your own. Up next at number 14 on the top 20 of 2020 is Pearl Jam with Gigaton or Gigaton. I don't know. Gigaton. <laughs> I've never heard that yet. You know what? <laughs> I got two things to say about this <laughs> one. I have a major soft spot for this album now, mostly because it was the first album that we did an episode about. It was a, uh, it was episode two. Episode one was just a short intro. So that one that endeared me a little bit. And then note number two, I still have not tweeted at Eddie Vedder to ask if Gigaton is a reference to their touring schedule or not. Well, probably not now. Well, I mean, by the time the album was made, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that. I have let I let I have let nine months or something go by and not not tried to get an answer to that burning question. That's a good point. Yeah, this is an album that I didn't really have too far on my list. Like I, it was, I thought it was really good. And and the more that I um, the more that I listened to it towards the end of the year, like the I guess the higher it kind of went up my list. But I will say that what's it been 30, 40 years that they're, they're, they've been making music now and they're still making great music. So you can't yeah. take that away. From them. Their debut album came out in 1990. So, and they've been around a little bit before that. Yeah. So you'll still make great. Music is, is definitely quite an achievement. Yeah. yeah. If you can make a band this far into your career, actually they formed in 1990. I correct myself. If you can make a band, uh, an album this far into your career, that sounds vital and fresh. Like that's impressive. This is album what um, five six, album eleven, and that's not counting all the other stuff they've done in between or their prolific yeah. touring schedule and live releases and whatnot. Which they also had a live uh, re-release basically as well, but uh... <laughs> of Gigaton. No, 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 of the unplugged album. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't actually factor that into this. That was graded on we its own and, and a solid, very, very good acoustic album. We didn't really count it as the top 20, mostly because it was recorded in 1992 and has existed in some form for a long time. Didn't really feel appropriate right. that just because it got its full, like full release this year that it would count. So still a recommended listen, but not not showing up on the It's Just Top 20. But if you were to listen to a song off the album, I would uh, recommend Dance of the Clairvoyance. That is a quality one. I also like Never Destination. That was another good song that I liked off the album. Yep. Speaking of bands that have been rocking out pretty consistently and still sounding vital 30 years into their career, we went from From Ashes to New and Nova Twins, who have collectively existed for like a decade, to Pearl Jam and now Local H, who have collectively existed for 60 years. 
And so <laughs> it's kind of cool. I like that we got that kind of diversity between new and old artists in our in our lineup here. But Local H put out an album called Lifers this year. Honestly, this one made it onto the list on the power of my vote because I put it very high and I don't even recall <laughs> if it made either of you guys's at all. I think it was like, I think it did not, <laughs> but it made Dan's list. I'm pretty sure. No, it, it did not. Oh, it did not. It did. Okay. So basically, yeah, this ends up at number 13 because we, we merged our list into one and I had it so high that it made up for the fact that it didn't appear on theirs. Uh, <laughs> but we did, we did talk about it a few you know, this is kind of interesting observation I just made. <laughs> Local H from Ashes to New and Nothing But Thieves. All bands and albums that we talked about just a few weeks ago on uh, episode 35, the Rapid Fire Reviews, and they're all showing up very close to each other on this list as well. But yep. uh, I predicted local- when we did when we did that episode, I predicted that they would all make the list and boom. Boom. There you go. Well done. <laughs> you are our fortune teller. Anyway, Way to this... finagle the list to make sure that they're all included. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, hey, hey, technically they didn't. They didn't make. They just missed the cut on my list. But, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> this vote involved no cheating. There's nothing you need to bother getting upset about or making up things about. Yeah, um, there's no so... there's no Dominion machines or nothing. Nothing. But so you know, we did talk about the list after we generated it, and you know, I, I do agree with Local H making it. I, I and even being number thirteen, I I like the album a lot. Um, it was just kind of I don't know. I, I listened to it was like just kind of thinking it was a different grunge band every time I heard a different song. That's why I didn't really have it like on my top twenty, but I did like yeah. it. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Based on my understanding of your taste, knowing you all this time, I would have been surprised if it ranked too high on yours because I just don't think that they are generally the kind of band that you that you gravitate that hard towards. And so if if it had shown up high on yours, I would have been surprised. You're correct. But Lifers, um, yeah, it's, just, it's another solid piece of work, especially if you like the kind of grittier rock sounds. Um, they're not, you know, as heavily produced or slick as a lot of bands, and they keep it that way on purpose most of the time. But a band that's been this far into their career to do what they did on this is very impressive. Uh, they're another artist that is up for votes on the Itch Awards for track of the year for uh, the track 846, which is not part of this album, but is a phenomenal piece of art in its own right. So the track that we would be playing from this, the first the first round draft pick from Lifers, the album, is called Turn the Bow, and I do recommend that one as well. And, you know, real quick, just wanted to mention. So the reason why we also play these songs, too, or why we're even mentioning it is because, you know, you don't have a lot of time. You might be just trying to get an idea of what that album might sound like or, you know, what you know, you, maybe you've never even heard of a band called Local H before, which would be hard to play. But, you know, regardless, uh, the whole idea is to, like, just give you the best song on the album or to give you a song that kind of gives you an idea of what the rest of the album sounds like. Um, and that's why we, that's why we've been mentioning the songs. That's why we play them. You know, we have a, a kind of a designated way that we do this this uh, playlist whenever we do it on the radio show. Um, we always play like one song from the top eleven to twenty, two songs from the top six to ten, and then three songs from the top five. And that's again, so you can hear more of why we voted it to way to be the way it is. Yep. And this year we're kind of compensating for the fact that we're not able to do that on the air by doing it in a playlist and telling you about it. So exactly several times, mind you several times. <laughs> we don't like to let people forget things. We're going to keep reminding you. Memories. Yeah, maybe we've only got a couple more albums on this episode. And so we are, we're doing great and getting down to the nitty gritty. So we right. kind of mentioned this band in the honorable mentions uh, and mm a little bit of foreshadowing stated that they were going to be on the list again. Uh, and they are. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so Hollywood undead new empire volume one coming in at number 12 on a list. Uh, and volume one was just great. Like I, I, I was not, I guess I didn't expect them to continue to keep going the, the hard rock way. And when this album came out and a lot of the tracks were just kind of heavy and, and them rocking out, I, I just, I was quite surprised. I, I really am liking this band more and more as time goes on. I think that they're growing up and becoming a little bit more um, respectable with their lyrics for one, but just uh, becoming better musicians altogether. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Totally. They, uh, 
they're they're growing as a band and and taking taking their style that they want to represent and running with it. Yeah, I think they're starting to find themselves a little bit better. You know, they were kind of the the club band, the the goof around band um, at first, and then now they're they're actually starting to be a rock band uh, with some serious meaning behind their songs too. That's one thing I've always loved about them. They always had great. Uh, deep meaning behind their lyrics and and always are, are there for people to associate with that, that, you know, don't have good ways to express their emotions or deal with their emotions. Um, and and I, I think they, they continue to do that with both volume one and volume two, but more so I think with volume one, it's, it's, it's got the more deeper kind of aspect of the Hollywood and dead lyrics, in my opinion. Yeah. And it definitely had more of the rock sound and volume two, as we said, was more of the hip hop, uh guest yeah. uh rappers so the part the party side of of it yes <laughs> which they still have obviously. i think we mentioned this in the uh episode 34 where we talked about hollywood undead but did you guys prefer the heart of a champion with just them on volume one or the one with the guest spots from papa roach and ice nine kills on volume two i i prefer volume volume two but uh I will say that on volume one, they just kind of redubbed themselves over to kind of still make it sound full, but then they just decided to have the guest spots, which made it sound better. So I wonder if that, that guest spotted version were on volume one, if it would have snuck up even a couple spots higher, if that was the version that yes. you guys preferred. That yes. was the, the only track that appeared on both volumes. Yeah, and what I was going to say is, um, you know, anytime Jacoby Shaddix, uh, it gets featured on a song, it, it's going to make it 10 times better. So that's true. Naturally. It's award nominee Jacoby Shaddix. He's done that like <laughs> once a year, every year for the last three years now. And I, I think about it because the song came out with The Who last year. He makes it better this year with, uh, you know, with his appearance. And then he did the same within the year with Hollywood Undead. He did it a couple years with nothing or a couple years ago with nothing more uh, with their yeah. song called Don't Stop. Yeah. I mean, anything that Jacoby Shaddix touches turns into gold and that, you know, the chameleon of rock continues to do it again. Yeah. Maybe we should, we should make a Jacoby Shaddix guest spot playlist. That might be kind of a fun listen. Everywhere he's yeah. shown up for the past five, 10 years. That would be know. good. I know it would include Skindred's Warning, and that's always a great song. It'd probably that's start true. with Skindred's Warning. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> probably, <laughs> that's a very good one. Yeah, so you had the the heavier rock side with Hollywood Undead, and now down to the number eleven album of two thousand twenty, Green Day with Father of All Motherfuckers. I'm saying it. I'm just saying it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> we know you've been waiting to say it. The father of all albums of the albums of 2020. Yeah. You know, Wait, what now? <laughs> I just got real confused. <laughs> I just agreed with them. Just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. What, well, because it's really it's, correct. It's the last one on the list on the episode. Ah, that's true. The father that's of all. That's a good point. So we're going from this, like, <laughs> we're going from this, like, heavy, like, rap rock style to a punk band that is kind of doing, like, uh, trip through memory lane of the sounds of rock and roll throughout the ages. A sock hop. Yeah. A sock hop is, yeah, it's a good way to put it. And for some of us, that was not as appealing for me. That was a, a big draw. Like I said, this year with as much as 2020 sucked, I was really drawn to stuff that just made me happy. And that was kind of goofy. And this is definitely that kind of album. It's not green day's most artistically amazing effort, but it is definitely, um, their most fun in a long time. And so, um, yeah, a lot of quality radio singles and some hockey theme songs, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> the whole thing is just in and out in 26 minutes, which is wild. So, yeah, I think it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think that's, that's why it ended up so high on the list. Um, you know, I thought that their last album revolution radio was fantastic. I thought it was a very meaningful album, um, I thought this was just kind of on the goofy side of things, which is, you know, exactly what we needed for 2020. And Green Day is known to cover that ground as well. I mean, we had American Idiot. They came out with back during the Bush administration, the second Bush. And so they've made it pretty clear where they stand on a lot of these things. And I think this was them taking a chance to just like step back 
and not care about those kind of things for a minute and not care about the fact that they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world and just have fun doing whatever they want, which includes putting, you know, one of the seven words you can't say as their album title and then censoring it themselves with a puking unicorn on the front yes. of the album cover. <laughs> so a rainbow puking unicorn. Yes. <laughs> so, which we should just make the logo of our show for season two. I think that's what we should do. <laughs> if we don't get the copyright infringement for it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> just make your own puking unicorn. <laughs> a cheap I am, not, I am not a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> a cheap image. Yeah. <laughs> a poor man's puking unicorn. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. It's not even in color. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So Green Day in at number 11, and and that was, man, I, I really don't want to sound like a broken record, but I also want people to be able to listen more. Episode 7, Father of All, was about that album, and we released it on Father's Day, so you get to hear some stories about our dads. It was a great episode. I really was proud of that one, too. What apologizing for referencing our other episodes. Like, that... That's a good that's a good thing. We should tell them about previous episodes because then we don't have to continue to explain it the same same thing over and over again. Yeah, like maybe for our logo we can have the puking party goat. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, okay. Okay. We found something that works around everything. Like that's not bad. <laughs> the party goat mentioned in episode 37. See, I can't stop doing it now. And so <laughs> but as we come to the end of season one, I'm, I'm reflecting and I'm proud of the work that we've done this season. And so I, I want to direct people to other good stuff that I think is worth their time. I'm going to keep testing you like this as well, too. Like, oh, what's he, what, what episode did we talk about that, Aaron? What episode did we talk about that? Because <laughs> I've spent so much time looking at the stupid spreadsheet that I can tell you all of that stuff now. <laughs> and so... <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, that was the bottom half of our top 20. And next week, we will have the top half of the top 20, where the albums continue to get even better as far as we're concerned. That's typically how top 20s work. Yeah, we know how we, we figured it out. <laughs> and so <laughs> they get even toppier than before. <laughs> That's the top is the top is 10. Yeah, the top half <laughs> of our top 20 coming up. <laughs> this is the bottom of the top and then this whole thing is falling apart now so <laughs> <laughs> we're off the rail it's true but that's exciting I'm, I'm excited about doing that i'm excited about announcing the uh, winners of the itch awards once again that vote is still going on you can check out the link in the show notes as well as on our social media pages we'll have it plastered everywhere so it'll be hard to miss and remember your vote counts it's true it counts and it will be counted fairly and it will be wonderful and we will announce those in the near future. So vote for my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned to the next episode when we will cover the top 10 albums of 2020 as voted on by the members of the itch. And those members are myself, Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. You've been listening to the itch rock matters. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.